Are you ready? Starting now? <laughs> well, now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. <laughs> fuckers, fuckers better appreciate it. When we started, we were just like, yeah, we're just going to do this, man. You know, shoot our wad into the wind and see what happens. <laughs> What's right. the title of this uh, podcast again? I don't know. Objects, I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> our fucking faces are everywhere now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but You're but welcome, ladies. <laughs> right. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really? totally. this is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs> la, 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 la. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And uh, if anyone has been paying, does anyone pay attention to our posts anymore on Instagram? <laughs> How the hell would I know? I know. I just, as soon as I, I say this every time, if anyone's been paying attention, we have a guest this week. Blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, I don't know if people pay attention. But you know what? We do have a guest. And if I sound a little bit echoey, I'm not in my, my same spot. I feel echoey now that I'm, now that I'm talking. But eh, whatever. Fuck it. It's a, it's a professional environment. Right, Mike? Right, exactly. Sure. I'll co-sign <laughs> that bullshit. <laughs> well, good. All right, so we do have a guest, and I am going to let her introduce herself, and then uh, we'll get started. So, guest, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, everyone. I'm Katie. Um, I am actually Bill's son's girlfriend, so Derek's girlfriend. Um, I work in the mental health field. I am a mental health technician. Um, so basically what I do, I work with um, residential programs and I spend time with the residents, get to know them, um, helping them through using their skills and everything and um, just supporting as they need it. Um, I am a normie and I am also young. So that's something new. <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, we've had a couple of normies on here, not too many, uh, but yeah, we're you might be you might be. Gosh, I think you might be the youngest person we've had. So yeah, Katie, mm-hmm. and you're 22, right? Yep, turning 23 Tenet. soon. Okay, yeah, because uh, yeah, Derek is going to be 23 in October, and then yours is shortly after that, right? Yep. Okay, December. That's what I thought. No, that's what I thought. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't know if you'd want to actually identify yourself as uh, as the young man's girlfriend. But you actually you should have flipped it around the other way and said that Derek is your boyfriend. Take ownership of him. You know that's what you should have. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like questioning if I was going to disclose that, but I figured you already put it in the post, so I guess I, I can own that one. I know, I know. It's yeah, I got to own him too. So and Mike, Mike also has been around him for. 13 right. and a half years so <laughs> oh, fuck it. I guess he, I guess he's sticking around or we got to stick I don't know something like that but uh, right but um, yeah so we had talked um, well 
I guess uh, step back a little bit. Uh, you know, back and forth since we've been doing this, I know that you, you listen to a podcast every once in a while, which is cool. I know that, um, you know, Derek has been listening. And uh, surprisingly enough, I, I don't think it's just the two of you because we, we do get a little bit of a spike in that, in that younger audience, that 18 to whatever it is, 24 range, you know, which is, which is interesting <laughs> to both of us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but one of the reasons that, you know, obviously we wanted to have you on was um, not just because of that, but, um, you know, obviously we know you and you've asked a lot of questions of me. We've talked and all of us have talked, you know, so we thought it'd be, it'd be interesting. But also, I think just what you do for a living and what you went to school for. And that's a lot of the, the conversations that we've had and a lot of questions that came up. So um, I think it's going to be hopefully interesting for everyone because it's a little bit different perspective from, you know, what we what we normally or who we normally have as a guest. So I think it's cool. Sure. But um, so do you want to just, I guess, give us a little background. How in the hell <laughs> did you get, I don't know, did you get tied up with, you know, people like us? Not, not like Mike and I, us, but I mean, people in the, like the, your work situation. Sure. Um, so I went to uh, school and originally when I went to school, I was going for, I was going to be a physical therapist and I was in the middle of classes, middle of science classes, and I was like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> so, I had one psychology class. That was all it took, and I loved it. I did so well in it, um, and so I just took that and kind of ran with it, but at the same time, I was also, um, I've struggled with depression and anxiety for years. Um, and I was already going to therapy um, when I had that one psychology class, and it kind of tied things in a little bit for me. Um, and I was like, hey, I really like this, and it's something that I can see myself doing. I can empathize with people who have mental health issues or struggling with their mental health, and I... Um, was in my senior year of college and I was looking for something to get a quote unquote big girl job. (laughs) Um, And so I found where I'm working now. I've been there for a little over a year and um, I work primarily with um, individuals who are struggling with depression. But I also like every weekend, I'm always with our addiction unit. Um, and I have grown to really love that. I've actually pushed, (laughs) I've pushed so hard to try to get more hours with the addiction unit, but you know, they try to make everybody happy. So I don't get as many hours there as I like to, but I absolutely love what I do. And, um, yeah, I see myself, I'm actually looking into getting my sacket if people don't know what that is it's substance abuse counselor in training nice um so i'm looking into that currently um i haven't started pursuing it yet but i'm looking into it so um yeah i I really love doing it so when when you got the job um and and we had already talked about it obviously we're not going to say where you work um but First of all, I, I've known of the facility for years, um, and it's a, I mean, it's a, the, the main facility's been around for a long, long time, so very reputable place, and, you know, I mean, I know they specialize in 
obviously uh, addiction and all those sort of things. Did did you just find that job like on a whim or, or how did you end up? I don't even think I know that how you ended up finding that job. Um, so I actually found it. My um, stepbrother, his girlfriend was working at a different location, but sh same organization. She was working there at the time. And when I was in school and doing everything, she was like, oh, I think you would really like this. So she actually recommended it to me. Um, and I decided to look into it. I applied, got the job, and here we are. Nice. <laughs> and you had talked about it at one point of actually um, going back and for further schooling. Is that, and what did you call that, a sacket? <clears throat> yeah, that's, um, so that's not necessarily like actual schooling. If I, which I still plan on doing, um, when I go back to school, I will go for getting my master's in social work. Um, so with the SACIT, it's, um, it's primarily, obviously, a substance abuse counseling, um, but you don't have to have your master's for it, so it's a little more open, I guess, on, like, where you can go with it, but I do want to have my master's so that I can um, eventually be a therapist, so it's a little bit different, kind of confusing, but... <laughs> okay. No, it just I, I've never heard of the the term sacket before. I mean, not that I not that I necessarily would have. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know that uh, I certainly don't know everything when it comes to um, addiction and that sort of thing and all that all the different I don't know categories and schooling and all that stuff. But so it, does that sound like something that Mike something that Heidi does or used to do or I mean is that it? I don't uh, know, well, Heidi's an RN. Oh, she is. God, I, I don't know if yeah. I knew. Did I know she? I don't know if I knew she was an RN. Uh, well, now you do. <laughs> well, well this will be embarrassing but, if she actually listens to this pod listens to right. the podcast she doesn't have time right um, <laughs> but yeah but she but she she's an rm but she um works in sounds like a fairly similar facility yeah you know dope heads and nut jobs <laughs> <laughs> right um so what are you i can say that because i'm both yeah, exactly. Well, and she and she knows. Yeah, we we both are. And I think at, at this point, the people that listen to us, at least the, I would hope the people that listen to us understand that uh, you know we're we, we talk talk about that. But again, we are that. So you know, we're mm -hmm. little nuts and we're alcoholics, dope heads, all that sort of stuff, right? Uh huh. <laughs> so, um, what are your uh, when you're dealing in that in that unit? What are your actual what are your duties? What would you say that you do here, I guess, is what, what I'm asking. <laughs> well, um, I kind of went over a little bit of it before. Um, I really am, like, kind of like the front lines, I would say. Um, so I, I am with the residents more than they are probably even with their therapist. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> so, like, I work weekends. Therapists don't work weekends. Um and we spend a lot of time just chilling out with them if they seem to be really struggling on a certain day like whether they're say having cravings or dealing with um, other things with their mental health even like if they're struggling with a family situation or um, I had one resident recently who was struggling with even part of her 12 steps and she wasn't sure exactly what to do. She was struggling with 
looking forward to how her mom was going to react to it. Um, <clears throat> and so I just kind of helped her and walked her through um, using certain skills um, to help regulate her emotions and um, just get her in a spot where she felt at least okay. Because I'm not going to say she felt good. But because <laughs> I can't imagine that it would ever feel good uh, when you're right. struggling with something like that. But um, just helping with things like that. And I mean, we spend so much time with the residents. We get to know them. I get to know them so well over their time with the organization. And um, I love it. I really do. But I also get to give you guys meds. <laughs> So well, and that was my um, that was my next question. If you if you were you know on on the medication side of it too. Yes, I am. So I don't prescribe anything, of course, because I'm not smart enough for that. Um, <laughs> but you still have I a piece am. Of paper. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I am smart enough to know what certain meds do and what to give you and what time to give it to you based on what it tells me to do. <laughs> Okay. Mm -hmm. Understood. Yeah. And it's, um, is the unit that you're in a detox unit and like an inpatient treatment facility or how is that? I'm just trying to relate it to, you know, like I went to a detox unit where we did groups and stuff like that. But I mean, that was, that was six days. Whereas, um, I mean, your, your residents are there more on a long term, like an inpatient halfway house type of thing, right? Or no? Kind of. Um, so we, our highest level with this, um, where I work, is um, inpatient. And inpatient for us is more like a detox. Um, they come in and they typically, I think it's about a week, a few days to a week, um, right. they're on inpatient. But with residential, they are their average is about 30 days. Um, some are longer, some are obviously shorter, but average is about 30 days. Um, <clears throat> and then from there, a lot of people do go to like a sober living facility, kind of like what I imagine the Keating Center is like. Sure. Um, so it's not, it's not a long term, but it's not as short as like a detox or inpatient. Okay. No, understood. And I think, uh, Mike, that's kind of what Stella was, right? Stella had their detox unit that was a, didn't they have like a 28 mm -hmm. day type of thing? Detox that in there and then they went into the. Yeah. Right. And then they'd go over into the residential, which was very much like the Keating Center. So this is, this is basically like a, a medical facility, right? A, a wing of a medical facility, sort of. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're more of like a hospital right. um, than we would be like an actual like sober living facility. Sure. Like we're just kind of like that step down as they're preparing to go to sober living facilities. Um, right. But it's not as intense as like detoxing. Sure. Right. Yeah. 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 Place to uh, sit your ass down and, you know, mellow your mind out for a little bit to get ready to start changing your life. <laughs> well, and, and I know that uh, in, I guess, one of the biggest differences with what you do uh, or the, the facility you work at versus the, like the Keating Center is the Keating Center is not a medical. There, there's no medical 
no meds or anything like that. Um, there's not even now, Mike, right? No. Okay, I didn't think so. They do a different type of a, of a program, you know, because they have a, a different organization working with them, but um, it's, not a, it's not like a medical type of situ- situation, certainly not like a lockdown facility or anything like that. And most people, uh, unless there's an odd circumstance, have to, have to detox before um, they, they go into the mm-hmm. Keating Center because if, you know, somebody seizes up or whatever the case is, they, they just don't have the staff to, to handle that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, right. you've got you've that got, makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, it sounds like you've got the, uh, I'll say the best of both worlds, I guess, in there where, you know, you've got the medical side of things where they can actually tear down and stay within the facility for that. Got 28 days or something like that. Now, during that time frame, because you you mentioned the steps, is it the are they introduced to a 12-step program like to Alcoholics Anonymous, or how does that work, or yes. is it their choice? Yeah. Okay. Um. So we have in our group room we have the 12 steps and the 12 traditions. It's on the wall. Um. We, not their therapist or behavioral specialist, but we have a recovery support specialist and she goes through the 12 steps with them. Um, They, I mean, they go to meetings throughout the week, um, have meetings in the group room, like on on campus, they do, um, it is a 12 step program for the Uh, most mm -hmm. part. A little bit different than what you guys went through, but it, it is. 12 steps based okay right yeah well it's kind of like st paul's here rosary hall you know yeah it's an impatient thing and there's a detox there and they have i actually i've been to some meetings at that place oh it's in a hospital yeah 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 yeah. um you know it's been a long time it was actually before i got sober but i went to meetings there (laughs) (laughs) um yeah when i was you know pretending like i was trying to be sober right um (laughs) but yeah yeah definitely in the hospital and yeah they would have they would have meetings in the hospital it sounds like it's the same thing there you know outsiders come in and run the meeting is that yeah um usually it's like um when they have um on unit it's usually just one person as a speaker mm-hmm. comes in and does it, runs a meeting with them right. um but yeah okay yeah and i did that Good. um the the <laughs> hospital that's up the road from that meeting that you and i went to mike in in mequon yeah. uh, there was a friend yeah. of mine that i had met there that asked me to i met her at our meeting and she'd bring mm-hmm. you know people from that meeting into the hospital every once in a while to do that and right and I, forget, I mean, it was got probably a handful of years ago now, but um, whatever it was, it was a Thursday night meeting at like seven o'clock or whatever the deal was, and it was mm-hmm. like a almost like a panel type of meeting, room full of people, IOP, and then um, I think there was three of us that you know ended up talking about or telling our stories or whatever the deal was, but um, but yeah, it sounds sounds like something you know kind of like a, a similar type of thing. And I actually, it was funny when, uh, uh, after I got back to Wisconsin, but got back to, to Germantown, I had actually called the uh, Community Memorial Hospitals where I detoxed. And I was, I actually called there to see if I could volunteer to go in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, we're, we're all full. We've got set people in <laughs> here. Leave your number. Right. And part of me was like, hmm, I want to help. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, don't you know who I was like seven years ago? Right. Let me help. <laughs> I was sweating and puking in there. Come yeah. on. No, and actually, no, I was probably actually shit at that point. I might have been five years sober. Come to think of it, because I moved. Uh, 
think I moved back to Germantown in 2015. But either way, mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was sober enough where I was like, God damn, you know, I can help, right? Let me in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean that that's cool because the so like like the Keating Center too. And Mike, um, you probably explained it the best when. When, when you talk about and, and you describe the Keating Center, you always say what it is and how they introduce us to, like, AA and stuff like that. But um, you explain it far better than I do. So I'm going to let you explain kind of what the Keating Center yeah. does. Well, I mean, what the Keating Center was, right. um, it's a little different now. But, yeah, I mean, back then it was – it was all it was was a safe place to be to start – working the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's all it was. You know, yes, we had groups we went and sat in and, you know, a lot of people from outside would come in and talk to us and stuff. But I mean, yeah, it was it was a safe place to be to start to start getting into a, a healthy routine and to get out and get involved in AA. That's all it was. Right. You know, it's a little more now. Um, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, and it was that it was that way too. And the um, it was it it was interesting because you know that it was made it was such a point. People were always make such a point that it wasn't you know it wasn't rehab. It wasn't this and that because it's not you know. And it, it truly right. is. It's a you know it's a sober living facility, and they just teach you know taught us how to be human beings at you know forty one mm-hmm. and and forty three years right. old. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, I was just Katie. I was interested. Make your they, bed. Wash the floor, wash your ass, go to a meeting. <laughs> and then and then clean everything in the facility forty seven times a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was funny. And I don't know if I ever told you this, Katie, but I used to, you know, kind of try if I had to explain it to somebody, I'm like, have you ever seen the karate kid? <laughs> you know, because all that shit that Ralph Macchio's doing the entire time, you know, the fucking wax on and scrub the floor and wipes the car right. and all that stuff. That's literally what they were doing with us, is they were we were doing all these different things. They were literally, they were teaching us how it, how to go through these motions and, and live, you know, like productive adults, you know, because Mm -hmm. even though we were, again, I've said this before on paper, based on our ages, we were adults (laughs) (laughs) and we had bills that we didn't pay and we had relationships that we knew how to fuck up, but you know, we didn't know how to live, you know, decent lives and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. So you had, um, You'd said before, Katie, and I, and I, I don't even know if you know, you know, numbers or anything like that. But you said, I mean, clearly you see people come back around, correct? I mean, people that come in, mm-hmm. go through the thing, and uh, what in bad term maybe, but in around all of us people, we call them retreads or or that sort of thing, you know. And um, you know, it's it, I'm sure you see that quite a bit, right? Is it a large number or how does that work? Um, I've had the last year i've been there obviously it there's one specific one that it just kills <laughs> me every is. single time <laughs> i see them um <clears throat> he's been in the residential program three times but i've even between that i've seen him an inpatient a couple times since then um i actually had a dream a couple weeks ago that he was back and it scared the absolute shit out of me. I was like, I hope this isn't real. Right. Um, <clears throat> because I hate, I hate seeing it. I love seeing that they're coming back and trying again, but at the same time it sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, it's not a ton, but there, there is a handful. Okay. 
Well, and, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, and Mike and I joke all, all the time about, the, you know, the, the three things we do, you know, to, to keep us sober. And to begin with, it turned out to be, you know, it was started as a joke because um, <clears throat> we kept hearing from all these different people, you know, look around the room, only, you know, 10 out of whatever will even make this and blah, blah, blah. And it was all percentages, you know, when... And then Marty, the guy who, you know, again, very dear friend of ours still, but um, the one who ran and still runs the Keating Center there, used to say that, you know, the Keating Center has 100%, has a 100% success rate if you do what we suggest and what we tell you to do and what we show you to do. You know, mm -hmm. you will succeed. But these statistics were just fucking pissing me off. And that's when, when Mike and I, you know, developed the whole spite thing because I'm like, well, fuck mm -hmm. them then. You know, we're going to stay sober and fuck you then. You know? Yep. Oh, yep. oh we're gonna we're gonna drink again? Fuck you if I will. <laughs> Show you, man. That's right. <laughs> right. And the joke was, yeah, we're not going to, you know, make our family's lives better and all that stuff. No, 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 fuck all that. We're just going to show you. Yeah, just, yeah, we're, we're not doing it for anyone else. We're doing it to shove it right up somebody's ass going, fuck you. Yep. Um, but, I mean, also, it's, you know, making the bed and having pizza every Friday night. It, here's, a, here's a great example. I know today is Thursday, but coming into town, um, I'm hanging out with a friend of mine uh, tomorrow and Saturday night. And, of course, usually we get pizza on Friday nights. That's our thing. You know, so Mike had texted me and, you know, asked if we were doing it at the same time tonight. I said, you know, I'm just rolling into, you know, into town. And I said, uh, plenty of time to get there, grab my pizza and be ready for the podcast. And he texts me back and he's like, you realize it's Thursday, right? He's like, I just don't want you messing up your sobriety. <laughs> uh, and of course, fucking with me. But I'm like, I'm like, okay, but, of course. but I, I felt the need to explain myself. I said, okay, I'm going to be hanging out with my friend tomorrow. Um, and. You know, I'm considering tonight to be the end of my week, which is that's the other criteria because Mike's end of week used to right. be Thursday for years. And then I said on top oh, yeah. of that, it's podcast night. So it just it all rolled into one. But, yeah, I mean, you know, 13 and a half years later, two of us are still fucking explaining ourselves. No, I'm doing this and still staying sober. I'm, it's okay. It's all right, man. <laughs> well, um, a couple months ago, I had a resident who um, he... I think it was a weekend day and we have one of our staff members who he tells them to make their bed every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> there was one day that he like, I don't know if he didn't make his bed or if he like forgot to do something, whatever it was, he was like, my whole day is off now. Mm -hmm. And I was, I literally thought of you guys right away. I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. Uh -huh. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. And I mean, um, we're not the only ones. I mean, like the Keating Center folks, there's, there's people that I know um, that I've met in different areas, including in Wisconsin and stuff like that, where making the bed's a thing. You know, it's a thing with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with people who are uh, recovering alcoholics and drug addicts. It's something that that becomes adopted. I know for a fact it's not. It's not in the big book. <laughs> it's not. No. It's not in any of the steps. You know, maybe it's in step thirteen. You should make it after. Well, never mind. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but um, it is. It, it's a thing. But Mike again used to always put that the way that you know. That why do I make my bed so the guy next to me doesn't have to look at my you know look at my messed up bed. You know, why, mm -hmm. do I, why do I clean myself up so the guy next to me doesn't have to smell my ass? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but um, it is. It's a, it's, it's a routine thing. There was, only, there was only one 
I think only one day since I've been sober that I I had to I had to rush my short story is my my phone somehow got reset years ago when I was working for a company in Madison I'm in a hotel my phone clock got all messed up I got up late I had like literally like less than I'm maybe an hour to get to work and but I, I did everything. <laughs> I read everything real quick and said my fucking prayers really quick. I didn't really sit down and soak it in, but I but I took the action that day, you know. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we, we talked about this plenty of times with a lot of different people that there's been people that we have, um, and I'll say attempted to sponsor, right, Mike? That you know, mm-hmm. you ask a simple thing. And the one it was so it was so simple. The 24-hour book is is one that we've read since day one of the Keating Center when we were in there, yep. um, and it's you know a book that we still read every day, and that's all that I had asked the guy to do. I was trying to sponsor him, and I'm like, you don't have to do anything else. You know, you're doing this whole thing over here, but every morning continue because he went through the Keating Center. I said continue to read that 24-hour book. That'll get your day started. And I don't know how long I again I keep saying tried to work with him because it didn't it, the trying didn't help, and he kept saying, he's like, oh, it's running late. I was doing this and doing that. I'm like, you realize that I know how long it takes to read that, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. what, like two minutes, if that? Yeah. And that's, right. if you, even if you try to really, like, sometimes I read it twice because I don't, I don't, nothing sticks with me right away. Um, that'll still only take two or three minutes. The total for me to read four books and do a set of prayers is 15, maybe 20 minutes. That's it, you know? Mm-hmm. But he refused to do it. And then uh, when did we, it was within the last year that we saw him back at the Keating Center again. Um, Uh And when I was working with him, I was, I don't think I was even, I might've been a year and a half sober, you know, so. Sounds about right. You know, in, in the 12 year, in that 12 year period, um, it was like almost every time I went back there, he was back in the Keating Center. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm back in here, but I, I got it this time. I'm like. You know what to do. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> right. You know, and, and again, like, like you said, um, Katie, is that, um, you know, it's, we're not laughing at people for coming back. Okay. It just, right. it's nope. understanding, you know, the, the simplicity of some of these things that, um, and, and we were told, Mike, what are we, what were we told over and over and over again? Come on. It's okay. You can tell. Pray, go to meetings, help another drunk. Right. That's it. You know, I mean, if all else fails, all you got to do is those three things. And the, the meeting thing goes in, you know, in line with what you guys are doing over there, too, you know, because right. um, but that's something that I couldn't I was doing it, but I, I didn't understand it, you know. But Mike, always, oh, that's the whole. Yeah. You, but you were doing it. Right. That's the thing. You don't need to understand <laughs> it. You don't need to feel it in your heart. You need to fucking do it. Right. <laughs> and, and literally that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, check it. I mean, okay. For some reason, last night, I didn't set my alarm. I don't know why, but I didn't. I thought I did. I didn't. And I woke up 15 minutes later than I should have. My bed's made, and I did my readings. Like you said, I fucking rushed through that shit this morning. I still made it to work on time. But <laughs> but I did. I was like, God damn it. Well, and it wasn't even a thought of, well, I'll skip it, or I'll grab my books and take them with me, mm-hmm. or I'll just leave the bed unmade. I live by myself. Nobody's ever fucking sees my bed. You know, I, that's the weekends when Chris comes over. Nobody, you know, I could not make my bed five days a week, and nobody would know. <laughs> I would know. Right. Right. <laughs> that bed got made, the books got read, and I shot my ass out the door. But it got done. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, and it's just it's one of those. Um, it's a it's a non it's a non negotiable for us. And I I know I brought yeah. it up you know now probably I don't know how many fifty times, but the day mom died, you know, and it's because mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't it. And not that that doesn't matter. I'm not saying that, but regardless of what happens, we do those things, you know? And mm-hmm. so, you know, back to what you were saying, Katie, I'm, I'm glad to hear that other people, I'm not glad to hear that somebody's day was, you know, like fucked up a little bit, but kind of, I am <laughs> because, because it's easy to say, well, see, maybe make your bed next time. Right. Read your book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, oh, go ahead. I remember what it was. It wasn't that he didn't make his bed. It was that like, something wasn't in the right place like the towels weren't in the right place or something like that and he mm-hmm. was like this messed my whole day up like i kind of yeah. laughed about it but i'm like eh, kind of does if you're used <laughs> to that routine like and oh you yeah guys said it like it it kind of messes with your day a little bit you feel off right right oh absolutely yeah yeah I, I, again dish in the sink i cannot leave a dish in the sink <laughs> of, you know overnight it, it will not happen you know, I I, I remember I, I posted on Facebook. Yeah, tell your story. I, I like off it. The, <laughs> yeah, I had gotten off the road. Yeah, um, this when I was still over the road, and um, I'd gotten home and I had done probably a 16, 17 hour day, and I was exhausted, and all I wanted to do was go eat something and go to sleep. And I got home and I threw something on a plate, threw it in the microwave, and ate it. And I was like, I threw the dish in the sink. Went and had a smoke, and, and you know, and I was like, I'm going to bed. I'm so exhausted. And I went, nope, I got to go wash that dish. And I posted <laughs> on Facebook. I said, I almost left a dish in the sink. And the next thing, if I do that, next thing you know, I'll be shooting some heroin. <laughs> and it's absolutely true. And, 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 you know, people that don't understand it don't understand it, but people that do absolutely do. There are things that I have to do, actions I have to take that don't seem like they make they have nothing to do with sobriety. They have nothing to do with anything, but there are things that I have to do. I can't just leave it. If I leave it, then I start leaving other things, and then I start leaving important things. I stop making my bed. I stop reading my books. I stop holding that door for that old lady. I, you know, I, I, I stop letting people cut in front of me, and and then and then I start getting pissed off, and then I gotta medicate because that's the only thing I know how to do. So I, you know what? I'm going to wash that plate. Right. <laughs> I'm going to make my bed. Damn it. So when, uh, and, and it's been, it's been long enough ago when maybe people have forgotten about this story, but I know you'll remember it, Mike. So our, um, and you never, uh, Katie never got to meet our, um, our, our grandma on my dad's side. She is the one that passed away when she was 104. Um, mm-hmm. oh, wow. lovely, lovely woman. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. she was in a, um, I almost said sober living facility. No, she wasn't. <laughs> she was in an assisted living facility in uh, in Cleveland. Because right. um, after our dad died, we ended up getting her moved in there. My sister ended up getting her moved in there. Uh, but so the the long story short, there. So I'm out in Cleveland. You know, I get sober and doing all these things. And I think it was May when her birthday was. So this was, you know, people were coming into town. We we're going to go over and celebrate her birthday. And that I think would have been her. I think that would have been her hundredth um, that year. And I was um, so a year and like a month sober, I think at that time. And right. I, the night before we went to a meeting and it was a typical thing. We stopped at this gas station, the circle K we'd always get, um, you know, grab coffee or whatever. I think I bought a pack of cigarettes and a cup of coffee and I was still 
used my debit card, so I kept the receipt. So I get home that night, and I looked, and they didn't charge me the, the 99 cents for the coffee. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I, I need to get soda um, the next day to go to my, my grandma's thing. So I said, I'll just stop there, and I'll give them the dollar. So I go in there, I grab the soda, and I told lady that the thing. I'm like, oh, whatever, blah, 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 last night. He didn't charge me for the coffee. And, uh, and she's like, no, it's okay. I'm like, no, here. And I, I gave her the dollar, and she's like, seriously, the, the coffee's on us? I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> you, you, you need to take my dollar, you know? And she's like, okay. <laughs> and she took my dollar. But the last time when I first told that story, Mike's like, Mike's like, yeah, you're going to start go beat up somebody, some old lady if she doesn't take your dollar. You don't understand. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get it, man. I'm going to do evil fucking shit if I don't give you this dollar. <laughs> but it was, it was one of those things that at that point, um, and I would still do it. If, if they didn't want me, they wouldn't take it today. I'd put it in one of the donation things or whatever it was there. I would right. give that money to that facility somehow. You know, I wouldn't make a big deal out of it, but it was hugely important to me to to not take from anyone anymore. And that's all part of that. Like like Mike said, it's does it inadvertently on the surface seems to have nothing to do with what we do, but it has everything to do with what we do. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that story reminds me of uh when we're in Ohio and you're getting coffee or whatever and then you're at the gas station, I think, and you're getting creamer, and they wouldn't let you pay for the creamer uh, or something. Yep. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, like, no, mom. let me pay for it. Yeah, because, Mike, you and, I, you and I went and got that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was mom's memorial thing. Yeah. yeah so we, yeah, we, we had, the, I don't yeah. know, what was it, 10 little things of that? And I think that, didn't we? I think yeah, we, we did. Yeah, we went up to the truck stop that yeah. was a few miles away. Yeah. Uh-huh. But didn't and we... she's going, no, just take it. And, we, yeah, we ended up putting it in Toys for Tots or something. Yeah, I that's believe. what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, I was going to say, I, th- yeah. I think we did that. I think that was the same mentality. But, yeah, because but Mike and I are sitting over there. We both got, like, we're shoving this stuff in our shirts and, you know, just to, just, <laughs> well, just to carry it, you know, could get it up there and grab a bag. We're like, we, easily we could just fucking walk out. Or Mike, you know, you try. Oh, and, yeah, could. Right. <laughs> Let's tell the story again about, about Dr. Bob's house when we went down there a year ago with the with the hat. <laughs> with the hat? Yes, the fedora. The fedora. I don't remember. When we went down for our anniversary weekend, we were gonna walk downstairs, we got the full tour, we were walking and you saw the fedora hanging there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was gonna steal Dr. Bob's hat. Yeah. <laughs> So well, it's my I thought. Hearing that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is my thought. Right. right. I didn't do it though. <laughs> I didn't take the action. <laughs> but but it is. I mean, and that was that was like a year and a half ago, you know. So you know, fucking twelve years sober. Yeah. You know, Mike's gonna steal the the hat of one of the founding members of Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> Again, it was my first thought. I know. God damn, that's a nice hat. Nobody's looking. Yeah, and it was. And I could have done it. Right. And I would have done it. But I didn't do it. (laughs) Well, hey, you know what? On on that note, the note of stealing Dr. Bob's hat, what do you say we take a break and uh, (laughs) catch our breath off of that one? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to go look at the hats that I own that I paid for right after this word from our sponsor. Hey everyone, it's your friends at Sober, not mature. Hi there. And, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's both of your friends this time. Hi Mike, how are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you, Bill? I am doing well. But we do we do have a purpose. Uh, we we actually <laughs> usually talk about uh, our one website, but we actually have two websites now. So two. We wanted to- 
two websites in one. <laughs> All right. So, so everyone knows we still have the podcast website that is www.sobernotmature.com. Uh-huh. And we just launched the store website. So uh, we also have that. Do you know what the website address is on that one, Mike? Of course I don't. <laughs> it's pretty easy, Mike. It's www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Ah. So, <laughs> but from the, the the podcast website, you can still hit the store link and get into the uh, into the web store, or you can right. access it from our Instagram page through the highlights. Uh, we've been posting quite a bit about it, and we'll continue to do that. But mm-hmm. do you know what's on the second website, Mike? Um, it, well, there's a store. There are products that you can purchase for you <laughs> and your loved ones. <laughs> well, Mike, do we do we still have merchandise? <laughs> we have merchandise. Well, we got T-shirts and coffee mugs and all kinds of crap. <laughs> and one of the one of the coolest parts, we also do have <laughs> all the recovery books from Hazelden, which is kind of a big deal. That um, is a least- big deal. Eh, at least for us. So all the books that we read, God grant me 24 hours, the big book, the 12 and 12, um, all of those books are available for sale on our website. And they once are. again, that, that store website is www.sober. <laughs> Trying to help, man. <laughs> I know you are. You're not helping, though. Okay, now i got to say www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Dot so, com. Dot com. Visit that today or visit the, the podcast website, which is, again, you know the podcast website, so. Uh, com. <laughs> Did you just say sober but not mature? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> yeah, like fucking mush mouth or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. You've suffered enough with this, and uh, we'll get back to what we were talking about previously. So visit the websites, though. All right, everyone. Welcome back. So, did you find a hat that you liked, actually, or <laughs> one that you actually? Paid I've got for? lots of hats. I know you do. Oh yeah, lots of hats. They're and... all over the place. Well, there was a in, yeah. in shoes too. That the one episode that and we did. Uh, I don't know what the fuck you were talking about, <laughs> but somehow the shoes got in the episode. You took a picture of your literally your. Yeah, we we're waiting for the other shoe to oh, drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In our... And uh, yeah, and so for the episode picture, it's way back. It was like one of the i don't know fifth or sixth episode something like that fourth even maybe yeah right but yeah if you go back and look there's a picture of a whole bunch of chuck taylors and those are all mine (laughs) right yeah and they're not it's about half of the ones that i have (laughs) yeah but yeah that made our that made an episode thing so um so katie when again when um back to the residents and that sort of thing in the steps and the meetings um when they, uh, when people come back like that, are they? Um, I'm trying to think of best way to put this. Are do they like start from from scratch in whatever program you guys have, or they you guys kind of feed them into it, or how does that happen when somebody comes back if they've relapsed? Um, so I, it's been a while, but um, I think they kind of work through it, kind of picking up, but also kind of refreshing. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't work with them too much on the steps and I don't know as much of where they're at with the steps, but I do know that they work them. Um, and if they do need help with anything, I help them, but I, I think they kind of like refresh a little bit and then, um, keep working through them, um, wherever they're at. Right. Uh, And I was, yeah. So I was actually, I was curious, like, 
okay, so it's a hospital facility. I kind of know, but I mean, are people, is it voluntary? Do, are they ordered there sometimes? How do people get there in the first place? Um, we got a mix. Uh, we have a couple people who are court ordered. Um, I know one for sure is court ordered currently. Um, Mm -hmm. but it, I mean, it fluctuates. Sometimes they're court ordered. Sometimes it's voluntary. Um, I mean, with the kids, yeah, the wife, yeah, the family says you need to go over here. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, So so kind of like, kind of like everywhere. Right. I was just curious. Right. If I work with the kids, none of them ever want to be there. And they're there because their parents say they have to or they're court ordered. They're never there voluntarily. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) It says voluntary, but it's not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. with the adults, it's it's a mix. Sure. Sure. So and it is a it's a lockdown facility. I mean, or or can somebody so they can't they can't necessarily just somebody can't just walk out the door or, or if they're voluntary like that, can somebody just say, you know, fuck it. I want to get my, get my clothes on and leave. They could, as long as they weren't court ordered or. Um, they can, it's, it's a process, but they can say like, I want to leave and they have to meet with medical and everything like the doctors mm-hmm. and gotcha. talk about it. Um, but I mean, if it's voluntary, like we can't, really keep them i mean right <laughs> right right yeah it's a 72 hour thing right you, yeah. yeah a doctor could say no we're not letting them leave for 72 but after that legally yeah right you gotta let them go yeah so you mentioned yeah which one oh, i'm sorry go ahead no unfortunately like we do get a lot of people especially the first couple days they're not sure lately we've had a lot of turnover in it it puts a lot of stress. I feel so bad for our nurse up there right now. She's been struggling. She's been going through it because they have people come in and they at first say they want to be there, but then they don't want to be there and they leave within a couple days. So it's it's unfortunate, but at the same time, you have to want to be there and work through it. Mm-hmm. And if if you're not ready, then, I mean... It sucks, but we, you know, we got to let them, let them go. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, we, we understand more than anybody. Nobody <laughs> can force us to stop until we were ready. Yep. <laughs> and, and I understand not wanting to be there, but, uh, you know, also that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I didn't, I didn't want to, well, the detox thing. I remember I'd, I was in, I mean, shit, I went in there on a Saturday night and I don't remember anything until sometime on Monday. And then, um, Again, my legs didn't work for whatever reason, so I'm kicking around in a fucking wheelchair. And then I think by <laughs> Wednesday, I I was forcing myself to walk because I was I was just so fucking pissed. I'm like, really? I can't fucking drink, and now I can't fucking walk. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, I was just sitting, you know, sitting in the the hospital room, and finally the um, I don't know whatever I suppose nurse or resident whatever they're like, you need to go to a meeting. You know, you need to be part of groups and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, fuck, 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 fuck. Mm-hmm. And that's when I made that that little collage. And then um, and Kathy ended up cutting out that that thing for me, um, which, again, I have in a frame now that says, um, I don't want to be on my deathbed not having done something because it's too hard. And I, mm-hmm. and I cut that out of a magazine <laughs> with 
no intention of it being some, you know, fucking phenomenal saying that I would have still to this day. Um, but it was mm-hmm. weird, you know, but um, they had a movie night, you know, but they were still at that time. They were they were monitoring my blood pressure because just sitting, sitting, oh, watching yeah. a movie, uh, my blood pressure was spiking and then it'd go back down and then it fucking <laughs> spike and it'd go back down. Um, it was that was that that was what they were worried about mainly was my my blood pressure was fucking crazy, crazy. Yep. Yeah, me too. Was, Detox was fun. Yeah, I was just gonna ask. I, I couldn't remember if you had if you had a blood pressure thing too, but no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they were giving me Valium to keep it down because yeah, so I wouldn't fucking stroke out. Yeah, I I don't know what they were I don't know what they were giving me, but they were giving me something at night, and then the um I I actually kind of like begged for it the whatever it was I got I got out on a Friday morning is when uh, mom and and Kathy picked me up, but. I remember Wednesday, they wanted to to not give me whatever they were at night, and I'm like, Nah, man, I I'm mm-hmm. gonna I, I need to sleep, you know. So they gave it to me on Wednesday, and then refused to give it to me. The doctor wouldn't let me have whatever they were giving me on Thursday, and um, mm-hmm. I fucking barely slept, <laughs> just barely slept. Yep. You know, but then again, it's that whole thing. I mean, I didn't know how to sleep yet. You know, I mean, another thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I just I got so fucking used to passing out every night. I didn't know how to fucking sleep anymore. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, and for me, that was that was a big part of it. You know, was like, I have to drink or else I won't sleep. Right. You know, and I ha- I have to sleep because I have to get up and go to work and <laughs> make some money so I can get some more booze. <laughs> so I can sleep again. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I, I only laugh because of, of course. I mean, why? Yeah, it's, it all sounds logical to me. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure. I mean, so... You know, I did not want to be there, and I mean, uh, Mike had more of a um, a moment of clarity than I did. You know, obviously going into the Keating Center, but um, you know, and I I remember, I mean, going into the Keating Center that first night, and I literally, I mean, I I told Kathy and Mom, I said, I'll I'll stay for one day, you know, and and in my head, kind of like, yeah, I'm just gonna stay here and I'll leave if I want. I'm like, I don't have any fucking place to go. <laughs> I mean, I I think at that time I, I probably had a I don't know maybe maybe two or three hundred bucks in my in my bank account still, and that went that went quickly. You know, I think I had to, it was like mm-hmm. some bill I had to pay, and then you know the rest of it was just you know cigarettes and whatever, and I was out of fucking money, and then I had to get allowance from my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and she did. I don't know if you know that, Katie, but she gave me um, she used to give me twenty bucks a week. In, in an allowance, and again, as a 41-year-old man, I got I got a $20 allowance from my mommy, and then uh, she would buy me um, a 12-pack of soda every week, usually like chips. Um, she made cookies. You know, we've talked about uh, her oatmeal, mm-hmm. oatmeal chocolate chip cookies that she made, uh, but things like that. You know, she would she would give me. But then um, I remember out of that out of that $20, you know, we went to meetings every night, and there was like. I figured it out because I was buying, everyone was rolling cigarettes at that time. So you had to buy the, the papers mm-hmm. and then the cheapest mm-hmm. tobacco you the could tubes. get. Yeah, the tubes. That's right. I'm sorry. So the tubes and then the, again, the cheapest tobacco you could find. And then so I could buy a bag of that plus whatever tubes I would need. And then um, I know $3, I think $3 a week went to meetings, you know, and then I think I mm-hmm. had like, I don't know, two or three dollars left over, you know, <laughs> I mean, but everything, everything was, was accounted for. I mean, we had meals and, and all that stuff. We weren't necessarily, it's not, we weren't wanting for any of that place to live that we didn't have to pay for. And, you know, we had meals right. and, and whatever, but, um, but yeah, 
<laughs> that was my that was my twenty bucks a week. And it's uh, you know, and the, but the thing of it is, I, I I couldn't give money at all the meetings. I mean, I do now if I go to a meeting. Sometimes I'll I'll put five bucks in the basket because I just don't go to a lot of meetings. I'm like, well, this makes up for all the other other meetings that I missed, you know. Right. But so, do they go? Did you say they go to outside meetings also, Katie? Or yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, they go to. I know. There's at least one AA and one NA meeting mm-hmm. every week. Um, there might is be. Is there a van? It, there is. <laughs> <laughs> the big van. How did I know that? <laughs> yeah. Um, they go to two or three. Um, and then it, cool. I think it's one or two on um, on unit in the group room right. every week. In so, house. Right. Yep. Right, so they go out to those outside meetings, get all jacked up on coffee. And <laughs> it's got to be fun when they come back. Right. <laughs> yeah, we we had to like because they're not supposed to buy like energy drinks. So, mm-hmm. and one of them that they go to, um, they have a whole like coffee bar and it, like they've got energy drinks there and we have to keep an eye on oh, that really? like they really want those yeah yeah so they probably go to a clubhouse somewhere yeah. right yeah yeah <laughs> nice well, well did yeah we're pretty fucked up we'll, we'll screw <laughs> things up going to a meeting <laughs> well, i mean i know that um, there was that was a energy drinks were a, were a big deal i mean for a lot of the guys uh-huh. when, when we were at the keating center and i don't know that were they allowed to have them actually in the Keating Center or no? I mean, I, I never got into energy drinks, but do you remember if we could actually have right. them in there? Uh, well, it was, you know, it was it was one of the flowing things there at the Keating Center. You know? right. <laughs> um, right, yeah, you know, one week it would be okay. The next week, Marty would go, you guys can't fucking have these anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, that would last for a couple of weeks and then, yeah, you know. But, yeah, there were definite times when we were in there that he said absolutely not, no. You know, because it would be getting out of control. The guys would be in there drinking three and four of them and getting all jacked, man. And it's like, <laughs> you can't do that, right. man. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I thought I remembered that. But the, the reason I didn't drink uh, energy drinks when, I mean, before I got sober, the one of the, not the last place I worked, but one of the last places I worked, I uh, was a lawn care company. We would do field sales. And one of the guys that I hung out with, I also drank with him, too. But um, he, I think they were monsters at, at that time that he was drinking. And he drank like two pretty good sized monsters, like within 45 minutes, <laughs> and had to had to fucking uh, had to fucking take a knee because his heart was pounding so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't do that. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about with all the coffee you drink? I'm like, you don't see me hit my knees over it though, do you? I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I mean, that actually, for for whatever reason, that that kind of uh, I don't know, that probably scared me, I guess, is, you know, because he was my age. I'm like, man, I don't need my, I, I drink enough coffee. I don't need to blow my fucking heart up with a, you know, with a goddamn energy drink or six or whatever these guys are drinking. All right. That's what meth is for. <laughs> well, what is the, um, is it Jaeger Bombs that has the monster in it? I Katie? don't know. I... Do you remember? I, they have Red Bull in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, Red Bull and, uh. Is it Red Bull and Jaeger? Yep. Yeah, that's a Jaeger bomb. Okay. So I was trying to think. Yep. It was That was the only time Freaking I... Freaking nasty. Oh, I know they are. But um, <laughs> it was a place that uh, Dawn and I used to go to. Uh, that they That's the first time I ever had one. It was uh, the pool hall bike that the, I 
daughter and I used to go to that every once in a while. Right. It was like the first time I ever had one. I mean, they're again for a shot. It is what it is. But um, yeah, they're they are they're <laughs> it's, yeah, fucking Jägermeister and Red Bull. It's you know great. great. Well, you know, uh, Derek's uncle Mike. That's a still what he drinks all the time. Jaeger or Jaeger bombs? <laughs> all the time. Jaeger bombs. Really? Or just straight Jaeger. Well, not really straight Jaeger, but he'll drink Jaeger bombs. And I'm like, you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike's an interesting one. He's a good dude. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's, got his, he's got his moments, that's for, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, so what else about the um, – anything else that, um, that you want to share about, I mean, what you do about the residents? Um, any questions for, for us? I mean, because I know that you've asked questions along the way and stuff like that. Um, you know, again, this is this is your time to, to share your your young mind, your young thoughts, and your young questions with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one question that I had written down. Sorry, I'm like battling allergies and whatever. <clears throat> um, you just cut one question that <clears throat> one question that I had written down. Um, my residents were actually talking about. They were asking are talking about medically assisted treatment so uh, i was wondering your guys thoughts on that because i've never talked with either of you guys about that um because they were saying that some people are saying that if they're using um i don't know if you're familiar with like campra or like suboxone or mm-hmm. anabuse any of those if right. you're using medications to stay sober are you actually sober i know my thoughts on it and i'd say yes <laughs> you are but mm. <laughs> well go go ahead mike. And we, we do have opinions on this i'll let i'll let mike go first on there too <laughs> um no you're not sober um <laughs> that's the short answer um no absolutely not yeah you can't substitute you can't um you know there are people that California sober, right? People that still smoke pot. I would love to smoke pot. I love to smoke pot. It was a wonderful thing. I can't smoke pot because if I smoke pot, then I get thirsty. If I get thirsty, I'm going to drink something. If I drink something, I'm going to go get some heroin. Um, That's just the way it is for me. Um, You're not sober. You're not. You're, You're substituting one thing for another. You're not getting to the root of the problem. Where we are living proof that if you get to the root of that problem, you can live without anything. Um, it's a shortcut. It's a crutch. It's it's not being truly sober. Yes, you're not using your drug of choice anymore. Um, yes, you may be manageable uh, and functioning, but you're not sober. You're not. You, you may be better than you were, and that's great, but you're still not sober. Right. So then another... Like, so you said if you smoke pot, then you're not, like, you'll get thirsty, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. What about, like, tobacco products, nicotine? Okay. Well, here, real, right. well, real, real yeah, quick well, on the okay. – I'm just kind of a short thing on the, like, suboxone and stuff like that. So to give you mm-hmm. another example, Katie, is that, like, there – when when both of us were in detox, God only knows what, what drugs they gave us, you know, to, to get us from, you know, raging .44 alcoholics, um, blood alcohol level of .44 down to where we, you know, weren't going to die. You know, so during that time frame, they medically brought us down, right, Mike? I mean, that's, you know, that's, right. but that mm-hmm. was used where 
they had to do that or we could have seized up or died. And that's a process to get us to even, right? So mm -hmm. same thing, and I know that like with uh, methadone and Spoxone and stuff like that, there's a lot of people that use those substances to, to kick the habit but then start you mm -hmm. know, figuring that, again, it could be a taper down. I've never done that. I've never done drugs, but that from what I understand. Am I wrong on that, Mike, that some people use that as a taper type of thing? Well, they could tell themselves that, sure. Right, okay. Um, uh, Ex-girlfriend ex of mine has been on methadone for 20 years. <laughs> right. She doesn't do heroin anymore, but right. Um, yeah, and and as an ex-heroin addict, um, or still a heroin addict that doesn't use anymore, right. um, <laughs> you're not going to die. You're going to feel like you're going to die. You're going to want to die, but you're not going to die. Fucking kick. Right. You know, and remember that kick so that you don't pick it when you want to get high again. Go, fuck, man, I don't want to go through that again. So, um, yeah, no, no. Yes, uh, alcohol is actually the one drug that if you don't get medical attention and well, uh, my daughter's friend uh, about six months ago died because she was going to do it herself and, and get off alcohol and she died. Um, so that's it is the one drug where you can't just quit. Mm -hmm. All the other ones, like I said, you're going to feel like you're going to die. You're going to want to die, but you're not going to die. Um, it's 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 an easier, softer way. Right. Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable and face your goddamn problems. And once you do that, you don't have to use anymore. It's it's much better this way. But even if even if somebody let let's say somebody's a pussy and they want to use that to taper down, they shouldn't consider themselves mm -hmm. sober until they're free of substances. Is both of our opinions, right? Yep. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now nicotine. Right. <laughs> Sitting here with a pack of Marlboros right next to me. Yeah. I also have some caffeine right next to me. I've got half a cup of coffee um, here. So, <laughs> right there you go. Right, and you probably got your vape somewhere near mm -hmm. you too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, yes, it is an addiction, uh, but it's not an addiction that makes me hurt anybody else. It's not an addiction that I'm going to go knock your grandmother over the head so I can go get a pack of cigarettes. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Other things would. Um, I'm not going to steal from you to get a pack of cigarettes yet. You know, they keep jacking the prices up, maybe. But, um, <laughs> but no, um, and it doesn't, it doesn't alter my mood. It doesn't change the way I think. It's, it's a little mild stimulant that helps me get through the day. And, um, well... I mean, yes, it is addiction. Yes, I should probably stop. Will I? No. Um, <laughs> you know, I like to smoke. Right. And I will continue to smoke. I like to have caffeine. I don't drink coffee very often, um, but I have caffeine every day. Yeah. You know, um, and I'll get a headache if I don't. Right. And um, I will live through that headache and I won't go beat up your grandmother because of that headache. <laughs> But that is the the thing that um, you know, and it's it's something that and I remember my my dad saying this when when he got sober that he will not put um, or he wouldn't put anything into his body that was uh, mood or mind altering, you know. So right, uh, you know, and the same thing with um, Mike and I talked about 
uh, melatonin. You know, I mean, Kimmy takes it. I know um, a lot of people take it. And I know it's natural, but Mike's point is so is weed, you know. But, um, but the whole thing is that it's probably not, from what I understand, an addictive substance. But I would feel weird about, I don't want to take anything to help myself sleep. If I get trouble sleeping, then I need to, I need to work on myself and make sure I can clear my head mm. and to be able to sleep. There's something going on in me if I can't sleep because I don't have trouble sleeping. You know, unless some mm-hmm. shit's going on. So I don't want to put anything in, in my, in me to help me, you know, try to sleep like that. But I'm also of the opinion that I don't, I don't eat food, you know, that's cooked in alcohol. That's my opinion. It's just the same thing. I, I remember mm-hmm. hearing that, my, again, my dad, you know, years and years and years ago. And people will say all the time, well, you realize it gets cooked off and that's and that. I'm like, here's the deal. I don't want to have a whiskey burger because I don't need to taste whiskey today. I don't want to have um, something, you know, even though I wasn't a wine drinker, I don't want something that reminds me of alcohol. You know, if somebody made a a margarita pizza, I don't want that, you know, or a tequila taco, whatever it is. I don't, whatever the fuck it is. I don't want any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been, I've made a cup, I've made coffee before. I got coffee in a gas station and I'm like, this tastes like whatever. And I dump it out, you know, because I, I don't think it's going to make me relapse, but I, I don't need to. I don't, I don't need that shit, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, to this day, I can't drink grapefruit juice because right. <laughs> at the end it was vodka and grapefruit juice. That's, that's what I've been in. It's just that, that taste. It's like, meh, I'll go get some orange juice or I'll just, you know, have a, <laughs> have something with caffeine in it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, those are, definitely not arguments that i've heard before um because well when they were talking about it and i was kind of thinking about it like i hadn't really thought about that before um before they brought it up but when i was originally thinking about it i was like oh well i mean i take for example lexapro to treat my depression anxiety Mm -hmm. or if somebody is taking um medications for their blood pressure or whatever it is like um you know i thought about it that way but it also makes sense where you guys are coming from right so i don't know i'm kind of like in between now <laughs> mm. well right well i mean i won't different say things. i'm sold either right. way like but metal stuff um a guy in my home group my my AA home group um not going to mention his name, but he he's had some mental problems and he takes medication for it, and um, that's fine. You know, the big book talks about that. You know, some of us need that extra. Some of us need more than just AA and more than just not drinking um, and using illicit drugs. Um, sometimes some people need different things, and that's fine. Prescribed by a doctor, used as prescribed. That's there's no problem with that. Now you could say yes, Suboxone is prescribed by a doctor. <laughs> Everybody I know that's used it doesn't use it as prescribed. So <laughs> you know that's anecdotal, but yes, they don't. They 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 take more, and and it, it does change your mood. And uh-huh. um, I, I doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for me. I abstinence is the only thing that works for me. Well, and here's a, a realistic example too. You know, um, so I quit. I quit smoking cigarettes. You know, six months ago, um, but right. I'm, I'm substituting with a vape. You know, I'm I quit smoking, but I'm not tobacco free. You know, 
or I'm sorry, <laughs> nicotine free. I'm not nicotine, nicotine free. free. Right. Um, you know, so is it is it better? I don't think so. <laughs> um, am I <laughs> am I inhaling tar and all that shit in my lungs anymore? No. Have I noticed a difference? I think so. You know, from walking, whatever, and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I, I started to feel it a little bit, I think, with, with smoking. You know, plus I don't, uh, you know, I don't have to spend money on cigarettes every day. I don't have to smell like smoke, whatever the case is. You know, but I'm still, it's it's a substitute. This is, that the vape is the, uh, it's the it's the methadone of, of cigarettes. You know, I guess if you really mm -hmm. want to put it that way. Um, right. And once again, I mean, it just, I, I know that um, the only reason that, quitting cigarettes and, and smoking wasn't i was i was surprised that it wasn't like super difficult uh but i still i had that i had this crutch the entire way and mike you just said that with the you know suboxone and, and that sort of mm -hmm. thing and it is it's a crutch do i think i could quit now you know that i've i've you know teared down like that i think it'd be easier you know for me to you know just give up the vape and not have it be a thing but um i know i still my body still needs the nicotine you know it's there you know, I can feel mm -hmm. it. You know, if I like first time I hit that vape in the morning, I can still feel it like I did a cigarette, you know. So, um, you know, that would be if if I was, you know, tried to explain, you know, or, or say that, you know, well, I'm nicotine free. I'm I'm nicotine sober. And I just had big old fucking quotes <laughs> with that. Because here's the other thing, too, that um, I'm of the opinion and Mike's of the opinion, I think, I don't want to speak for you completely, but I think, I, I think I'm okay doing it, is that sober is more than just not having booze or not having drugs, mm -hmm. you know, it's, mm -hmm. it is, it's a lifestyle, you know, so, mm -hmm. you know, when, and we were joking with Kathy uh, the one time at Founders Day about, you know, she hadn't... <laughs> walked in a founder's day and she's like i've been sober for two days i'm like you have not <laughs> but you know her because her mindset was she hadn't had you know a drink had had any wine or anything like that in a couple of days not for any other reason she just didn't you know because she could do that um but and people who <laughs> say else. that i know people that say no i was stone cold sober when i did that i you know i wasn't drunk i was sober well no you were just without alcohol that's all it was mm -hmm. you know because sober for us at least the way that we were taught the way we it's it's a thing we have to do sobriety is more than we put down the booze but then like mike said we still got to take care of all this other shit how do we act what do we do do we have a routine do we have a program in place all those sort of things all these different things contribute to us being sober now if somebody walks up to me a normie like if katie if you walked up to me and one day i'm like oh no you know it's all good you know i I'm not drinking today. We're we're cool to drive. We're both sober. I'm not going to say no. You're fucking not. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You know, we just did it to Kathy because it was fun to fuck around with her. She just, she just walked right into it that time. Um, but it's more than you know. So that's the same thing. The the word California sober. It's like okay, I'm I. If people want to say I don't drink alcohol anymore, but I still smoke weed, fine. Put it that way. I stopped. You know shooting heroin and smoking crack but i still have some beers fine you know so you're not clean well technically i suppose if you wanted to separate those you could say i'm clean but i'm not sober whatever people mm -hmm. want to say it's a it's all a, whatever it is it's a you know you can slice it up any way you want it's all words although words matter um you know it, mm -hmm. it comes down to what people are doing with uh, with themselves not necessarily what they want to call themselves right and like bill said sobriety to us is Yes, we don't put the substances in anymore, but we're also trying to make ourselves better people. That's 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 true sobriety to us is is trying to make ourselves better and be better people, and it's it, it, by doing that that we don't have to get loaded. 
um, that's the difference for us. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, if, if yeah, if you're not shooting heroin anymore, but you're taking Suboxone or Methadone or whatever, as far as I'm concerned, you're not sober because you're just substituting one substance for another and you're not working on the problem. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, and again, I mean, these are these are our opinions, and it's it's funny. So we talked about this a couple of times too. That uh, there's a lot of different podcasts that I've listened to, and um, so many of the people are like, "We're not going to cast our opinions on here." And I'm always like, "Why the why the fuck not?" You know, I mean, you're not you're not telling people what to do, but yes, we no. all have number one a right to our opinion, and and I think people, if we didn't give opinions, they, why would I? I don't know why even pick up a fucking microphone. I just don't I don't understand. Right. It. <laughs> you know, so but my point with that is these are just our opinions. We're not saying that, you know, whatever whatever anyone wants to do, fine, fuck, you know, do whatever the fuck you want. But um, but yeah, from our mm-hmm. opinion side of things, it's it's not certainly not what we would consider, you know, to be sober. You know. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so go into work and uh, you know tell them that they're all fucked up. And <laughs> or just you're wrong. Yeah, just play this <laughs> play this episode for them. Say these these guys said you're yeah. wrong, and then hit play. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I was telling them that I was going to go on the podcast, and they are asking um, where they could listen to it. They want ah. to listen, so good. Well, I know it's... to my residents. This does not mean that you cannot take meds, but... No, of course not. And, and this we is said your that. opinion. Right. This is our opinion. And absolutely, you can... Medicine is there for a reason. And again, doctor prescribed and use as prescribed. I don't have a problem with that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but but if you're... Subst- but again, if you're substituting a medication for your drug of choice, mm, that's that's... You're not trying to get sober. Yeah, you're that's just right. trying to. That's the gray ease. area. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, right. and, and how many and for me that doesn't work. And how many leads have we heard where, um, you know, people have said that you know I finally I put down the booze and I started to work on things and once I did that I figured out and went into the doctor and people have found out again that they were suffering from depression so they're taking medicine like mm-hmm. you had mentioned Katie. Um, mm-hmm. I I know and I don't know if I can't think of anyone specifically not that it would matter but. I've heard a number of people figure out that, you know, they found out that they were, that they were bipolar, you know, that right. there was those sort of oh, yeah. things and, you know, actual true things, these mental health issues that they needed medications to even themselves out. And there's, there's mm-hmm. 100% nothing wrong with that. But to, to Mike's okay. exact point and what these people did, you know, that, that we're talking about is they did, they, they put down the booze, they put down the drugs, they started working through their you know, their, their stuff and then found out that, Hey, now I've got the clarity, um, you know, to figure out what's going on. Gary that we just had on last week said that, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was able to deal with, with some of the trauma, you know, and figure some shit out, but he had to get the booze out of the way first, start mm-hmm. working his program. And then he was able to work on his mental health. Now, if it requires medication for that sort of thing, cool. You know, that, that is what right. it is. And you know what, Mike and mm-hmm. I have been lucky. Um, we both walked out of, um, you know, all the shit that we did to ourselves. Mike, far more substances, you know, than, than I did. Because I did one. Hi there. <laughs> Hi there. Um, but, it, but again, we walked, we walked through that stuff, ended up on the mm-hmm. other side with no major health issues, um, no mental health problem. Well, I mean, we're fucking nuts. But, I mean, that, that doesn't, yeah. you know, not, not diagnosed. 
diagnosed. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, neither one of us have been diagnosed with anything mental health related yet. Right. Right. <laughs> um, you know, word is yet. I, hey, it always is, man. <laughs> it always mm-hmm. is. <laughs> it's at some point. Yeah, we were. There's been times in these episodes where, like, if there's a psychologist or anyone listed or a psychiatrist, fuck it, just whatever. We just do what we do. Right. <laughs> Although we had we had Dr. Sarah on. She was she was cool, you know. Yeah, she, right. She co-signed all kinds of bullshit for us. All of our um. bullshit. And she's almost and she's almost forty years sober, so but the whole point right. there is yes, the just just to reiterate, these are our opinions, um, what we did, but yes, if you require medication, you know, for, for anything that you're doing, um, take your mm-hmm. doctor's advice. That that would be the best thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And with everything we do, keep yourself accountable, mm-hmm. have a support system, don't do it by yourself. Right. Right. Because we'll, cause we'll, you know, for me personally, I will, you know, if I am prescribed something because it is something I need, thankfully I don't, like Bill said. But if I did, um, if I'm all on my own trying to do it by myself, I will abuse it. Right. Guaranteed. Because that's what I do. So, <laughs> you know, so I have to keep myself accountable, let people know what I'm doing. You know, this is, you know, I've been prescribed this, I need to take this because, you know, my head's fucked up and but keep an eye on me because, because mm, <laughs> please keep an eye on me. Um, yeah, but like Bill said, you know, we are very lucky in that, you know, many people that go through what we went through were self-medicating for several, you know, different things, uh, mental problems and whatever. Um, it wasn't our case. We're just selfish and self-centered. And we wanted to feel good all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes again like i said the member of my home group you know and and i've watched him for the past five years and um you know he's he's talked about it with us again keeping himself accountable and um you know he he says you know uh, yeah they're adjusting it they're they're upping this and bringing this down you know and and i've watched him over the years and um he's he's in a really good spot now because he's done that i mean he was squirrely as hell when he first came in um <laughs> you know and he's actually like regular kind of normal dude now he's still squirrely but you know that's why i love him right. that's why we're friends right uh, <laughs> but yes you know um but I, I just can't say it enough but if you're substituting one drug for another that does not work sure. i'm gonna take suboxone because i can't take heroin anymore now you know just go take heroin <laughs> it's cheaper. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, the, and, and Mike's right too. I mean, we'll we'll rationalize anything, and we'll you know, it's the the accountability, and you know, prescribed or all that sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. just either either one of us still to this day can um, we can justify anything if we you know if we want to or need to. So yeah, it's just a mm-hmm. yep. what they call a slippery Left slope. To my own devices, <laughs> I can justify anything, <laughs> right. and I have right right. I'll, I'll eat two drumsticks if I can, and all I need is one. But I'll eat two. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you? What other questions do you have for us, Miss Katie? <sighs> I don't think I have anything else. There's some. I think we covered everything that we've talked about in the past that I was going to bring up, and mm-hmm. that's all I got right now. Really? Okay. Cool. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, it's just it, it's kind of like your time to like dig into dig into whatever you want. But uh, <laughs> this our time, Mr. Hand. <laughs> you know, and she has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you know what that's? Do you know what that's from? Nope. Come on. Of course not. No, 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 no. They don't. It's on Netflix now. <laughs> I was just gonna say that the, the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Have you heard of that? 
Nope. God damn you. Nope. Okay. Sit down. No, of course not. Are you are you and Derek like are you hanging out tonight or tomorrow night? Uh tomorrow night. I mean tonight I'm gonna meet him where he's at, but Oh. I was gonna say that I know one of you guys has Netflix. It's on Netflix now. Yeah. Sit down and watch <laughs> Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's Sean Penn. I know you know who Sean Penn is, and then a couple other people that you'll know throughout there. But it's it's from the '80s, but it's it's funny. It's a funny movie, and that's one of the one of the scenes in there. It's it's a I think it's a movie that I think it still stands. I think that holds up. For, mm. You think mm. or no? <laughs> no. You don't think so? Um. No, probably not. Really? It was us, man. It was us. Yeah. <laughs> We're old. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's just I've watched some of the uh, I've watched some movies from back then. I haven't I haven't rewatched that, but I just saw it just popped up the other day. It was down there, and I saved it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it again. But uh, yeah, it's just it, it is kind of funny. But either way, okay. So oh, don't watch it. I don't care. <laughs> do whatever do whatever you young do whatever you young people do. I don't know. I don't care. It's added to my list, so. Ah. <laughs> All right. So no other, no other like burning questions. Nothing else from your residents. Nothing else curiosity-wise on on your end, or because I mean, you know, hey, we're you know us, we're we're open books, and we'll answer anything you want if you got any questions. Yeah. All right now. Okay. Now. We have a uh, we have something that we need you to do though. You need to tell all your all your fucking young friends out there to listen to this because we need a spike. We need a spike all of right. young people. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I you will know, share the Facebook post when it comes out that it's up. Well, you know what's funny is, um, and we like I said, we've been uh, getting an increase in that whatever that demographic is. I think it's eighteen. It might be eighteen to twenty-two or eighteen to twenty-four, whatever it is. Um, but I just, uh, I happened to look, I don't know, last night or whatever it was, and in the last seven days, we've had no one. <laughs> but, I mean, Gary, nice. Gary, I think, I mean, no one in that age group, you know. Um, right. But, but I think that, um, I think Gary's, he didn't say how old he was. I think he's, if he's not our age, he's maybe a little bit younger than us, but. Um, I was going to say, he's probably like mid-40s. Yeah. Oh yeah, that could maybe he did say that, but um, yeah. But I mean, it got a lot of plays. I mean, he pushed it out to a lot of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people he knew, but it's it's got a lot of plays so far. But and then um, next week we have, I think um, Carly and Breeze are I think they're in their thirties. So we have young-ish people, but you know, once again, not not your demo, Katie. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get all them screwheads there in the in the ward to listen to us. Yeah. It'll be fun. Hi, screwheads. <laughs> Hello, residents. <laughs> and, we, and we mean that in the best way possible. We love you guys, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we've been there. I know I've been there. I, I know. I had a couple 72-hour lockdowns in my history. Oh, yeah. Well, and I was, uh, both of us, you were you were six days in detox, right? That's seven. Yeah. Was it seven? I went in on six. It was seven for me, yeah, because I had to wait for a bed to open up at the Keating Center. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. stayed an extra day. Yeah, yep. and I went in. I went in those late, late Saturday night, and uh, got out Friday morning at I don't know. It was before noon, but yeah, I was in there six days. So okay, but yeah, so we have both of us have been in that thing and um, in that in that situation. So yeah, we do. We know what to. We know what you guys are going through. But hey, enjoy. We got we got mm-hmm. now eighty two episodes. Fill up some of your downtime. <laughs> right. Katie will, Katie will set up the. Uh... You're having trouble falling asleep? Listen to us. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Make this a new group, a new group time. Who's that? Uh, is that Becky that does that with her? 
with her group? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays us for uh, groups she does. Yeah. Yep. One of our one of our good uh, good sober friends in Cleveland. She'll play this for her. Uh, what does she What does she do? Is she a uh, counselor? I don't, I couldn't tell you. Uh, she might. I don't know. She does groups someplace. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. But she'll do that every once in a while. Is uh, yeah. She'll play our play our podcast episodes for her <laughs> for her groups. <laughs> All right, so nothing else. Last chance. Going once, going twice. I'm good. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah, you know how this shit ends, so go on, Mike. End this shit. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. We want to thank Katie for coming on and talking to us. She actually knows us, and she still came on, so that was pretty brave. (laughs) (laughs) Be sure to kiss that young man for us because we love him a lot. And uh, now it is time, kids, for you to go out and do something nice for somebody else this week. Do something kind. Don't tell anybody you did it. And now it is that time. It is time for you to fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off till you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. Dream the impossible dream. And keep fucking off forever. <laughs> I was so looking forward to hearing that live. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, it is. It's still, it's my, it's my favorite, it's my favorite part. Not my favorite. Well, yeah, it is. It's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, it's my favorite part because right. it means we're done. <laughs> so, uh, just real quick thing, and this will take this will take one minute. So, I'm listening to one of the podcasts today that I listen to every week, and it's the uh, the male female combo, which I I enjoy this this particular podcast. So I'm flipping it on. I flip it on while I'm driving, and I see it's like a 10 minute episode. So they're like, oh, you know entire year we went through was episode 52 blah 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 and they're like yeah we're gonna go ahead you know we're gonna take a break we're not sure when we're gonna come back with this and that and i'm like these are fucking taking a break what the fuck hmm? they're talking about sabbaticals <laughs> and taking time for themselves and this and that and Ugh. yeah we don't have you know and i'm like oh fuck you <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know time for us to reset we're gonna come back with this we have no defined time to come back and i'm like you know what Part of me was like, we're better than everyone because we never take a break. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because our bed's made, so fuck off. Our bed's made, and we haven't missed an episode in 81 fuck, no, 82 fucking weeks. So, yeah, fuck, that's right. fuck all of you and your breaks. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. But seriously, Katie, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for coming on. As always, um, you know, we, we appreciate everything. So if you ever have any questions, you know where to find us, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for dealing with me for the last hour or so. <laughs> oh, shit. It you're, was a pleasure. I was going to say, you're, you're nothing to deal with. You're easy. You're a lot of fun. And, you know, you know we love you. And, uh, Mike, I love you, brother. And we will love talk you to all of you love soon. You guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.